Agencies spent more than a quarter of their contracting dollars on small businesses last year. That earned the federal government an A on the small business scorecard. But the General Services Administration stands out as one of only eight agencies that received an A+, meeting all of its prime and subcontracting goals. For more on GSA's small business outreach, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with GSA's Associate Administrator for the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization, XOD Rowe. The COVID-19 pandemic did increase the GSA spend towards small businesses and socioeconomic small businesses. Current data shows that GSA spend in support of COVID was $515 million. Of that, over $115 million went to small businesses. Approximately $29 million went to small disadvantaged businesses. $25 million went to women-owned small businesses. And over $4 million went to hub-zone small businesses. And over $15 million went to service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. So GSA is proud of how we directly impacted and supported small businesses and socioeconomic small businesses in the United States while in the midst of a pandemic. Wow, that's certainly uh, no small order there. And how did GSA ultimately work closely with small businesses really at a time where supply chains and things were in a really interesting situation? One of the things I love about GSA is GSA makes working with small businesses one of our top priorities because we know they are instrumental to strengthening our nation's economy. We've worked closely with small businesses, even through a rapid year of changes, by connecting small businesses with the right people and resources to help them grow. GSA has pushed forward several initiatives in order to improve its advocacy and education efforts for small businesses. GSA Ozdabu has expanded virtual opportunities for small businesses by hosting prime contractors, to subcontractor matchmaking sessions, nationwide training events, and numerous one-on-one counseling sessions with the goal of reducing the barrier of entry for small businesses. Within GSA, my staff in Osbu has worked with the acquisition workforce to increase opportunities for prime contracts going to small businesses by just over $3 billion. Through our efforts on subcontracting, we have seen increased dollar commitments to small and socioeconomic small businesses by over $2 billion. You kind of hinted at this a little bit, but you know what are some of these initiatives that GSA has launched to improve this outreach, improve this advocacy and education for small businesses, small businesses that maybe you know are new to the federal marketplace and, and kind of don't know where to begin? That's what we specialize in at OSBU. GSA OSBU, we're doing even more around advocacy and education. We're hosting virtual hub zones, small business events, We're hosting small business matchmaking events. We're providing trainings on how to do business with GSA, really kind of catering to those businesses that are ready to do business with the government. And we're doing trainings on marketing your GSA contracts and SAM.gov training. We're developing fact sheets on different topics that will be available to meet the different schedule demands of small business. We're hosting listening sessions with small businesses, socioeconomic small businesses, chambers and interest groups to learn about the barriers to small business. And GSA Osbu is very excited to announce our first annual virtual small business training event on September 29, 2021. It's going to be a national small business training event. More information will be released soon regarding registration, but we're very excited about it. And all trainings and workshops are provided in plain language to break the government jargon, which supports small businesses with developing a strategy for success. Time to mark the calendars for uh, late September there. 
as part of this outreach, you know, I think it's interesting that GSA is matching small businesses with kind of a larger prime contract vendor. And in this kind of matchmaking that you've been describing, how do small businesses benefit from these kinds of partnerships? As I mentioned earlier, GSA does this by hosting matchmaking events, which provide small business owners with one-on-one time with prime contractors. Small businesses benefit from these partnerships because they're able to present their skills and experience to prime contractors during one-on-one vendor breakout meetings. This allows time for small businesses to discuss potential subcontracting opportunities in real time, followed by question and answer sessions. The desired outcomes of these matchmaking sessions are for the prime contractor and subcontractor to develop subcontracting arrangements or potentially a mentor-protege agreement. GSA began this practice over three years ago and has proven to be successful. For example, we just hosted our hub zone prime contractor to subcontractor matchmaking sessions. And as a result, there's a hub zone small business who is immediately working with a large prime contractor. So it's important for small businesses to know that while it may take some time to navigate federal procurement, simple connections and sharing your company's capabilities can open up doors down the road. Federal-wide, there are some elusive goals still, things like contracting dollars that go to women-owned small businesses, hub-zone businesses, disabled veteran-owned small businesses. Is there anything GSA is doing in terms of outreach, in terms of other work in reaching out to these businesses and in collaborating with them that the rest of the federal government can learn from? We want every small business to have equal access to federal marketplace opportunities, and we're focused on equity and procurement as well. We tailor our outreach and education throughout the country by working with the GSA acquisition workforce to understand what projects will be forthcoming to best identify firms by socioeconomic categories to provide the types of goods and services needed. Once we have an understanding of the need, we then plan our education, outreach, and matchmaking initiatives accordingly. We also are very active in helping to build the industrial base in each of these categories. For example, There are eligible small businesses that are located in hub zone areas. However, they are not hub zone certified. GSA has an initiative in which we partner with SBA to educate those businesses on the hub zone certification program and encourage certification. The more eligible firms within the socioeconomic programs available to offer goods and services helps to increase the potential for socioeconomic set-asides. You know, hearing everything that you said reminds me so much of what is, you know, very clearly a administration-wide priority of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're hearing that, you know, manifest in really kind of every agency mission these days. How do you feel that the GSA OSDEBU is kind of expressing those DE&I goals in, in the work that you do? This administration has a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one of the things that GSA has done is we have a senior advisor whose sole role is to help all programs within GSA to take a look at what we're doing to increase diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. But also at Ozabu, we're really focused on equity and procurement. And how we do that is we partner with diverse organizations, national uh, chambers of commerce, such as the National Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the National Black Chamber of Commerce, the National Asian American Chamber of Commerce, National Women's Chamber of Commerce. We work with national veteran organization groups, such as DAV or Disabled American Veterans, and we listen to them. We reach out to entrepreneurs in similar constituencies that we're trying to reach, and we listen to their concerns, and we tell them about our trainings and how we can work with them one-on-one 
to learn about procurement and we listen to some of the sticking points that some of those small businesses and diverse small businesses have. So those are some of all the things that we're doing at GSA Ozdabu to try to really make a difference in promoting diverse initiatives and addressing equity in procurement. Exody Rowe, GSA's Associate Administrator for the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization, speaking there with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Vice Admiral Cutler Dawson. Cutler has had an incredible career serving our country for 35 years in the Navy, where he attained the rank of Vice Admiral. During his service, he had numerous assignments afloat and ashore, including Commander, Second Fleet, Striking Fleet Atlantic, and in Washington at the Pentagon and on Capitol Hill, where he was the Navy's Chief of Legislative Affairs. Immediately following his retirement from active duty in 2004, he became the president and CEO of Navy Federal Credit Union, the world's largest credit union, where he served for 14 years. Under his leadership, Navy Federal grew from 2 million to 8 million members. Phenomenal. Cutler, welcome and thanks for joining me. Thank you, Shane. You've had a fascinating career across both military and the private sector. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and your professional journey? Well, I started out at the Naval Academy where I graduated in 1970. And then, as you mentioned, spent 35 years in the Navy um, with uh, six actual actual, uh, afloat commands. Uh, The first one was when I was 27 years old. Uh, I didn't know enough to be scared of anything. And it was uh, probably one of the highlights of my career. Um, And then after I retired, after 35 years, I went to uh, work at Navy Federal Credit Union as the CEO, where I spent my next 14 years. Um, I'm I'm currently retired and enjoying life. And um, it's been a great run for me. How would you describe your leadership style? And how's that developed over the years? My style has been quite con- consistent. Um, I believe, and I've learned this in the Navy, that you have to go to the deck plates uh, to see what is going on. And you have to learn what your people do and how they do it so you can help them to be better at it and more efficient and more productive. Um, it's um, something that you need to do all the time. Um, I remember I used to tell folks that um, you don't want to retreat to your cabin what I mean by that is um, the longer you're in a position, the less you think you have to get out and about. But that should be the opposite. You should get out and about more because people change, situations change, and you've got to figure out a way to get to them and find out what they're doing and where, what you can do to help them. Uh, I. We'll talk a little bit more about your book, but I read it um, from C to the C-suite. Fantastic read. You talk about the deck plates in that um, as well. I would encourage everyone to get a copy of this and read some more detail about going to the deck plates. Cutler, who was the most impactful leader in your life and what quality did you admire about them? I had numerous while I was in the Navy, but uh, the quality that, that I enjoyed the most was the leaders that got to know me as an individual. And that they cared about me. And I could tell that they cared about me. And they were not only my leaders, but they were my mentors. And um, I remember um, one particular one, Bill Schiffer, 
when I had my first assignment at the Pentagon, um, I would go in to see him with my problem of the day. And I knew that he had numerous problems of his own, but he would stop and he would focus on me and he would make me feel like I was the most important person in his world. Um, and I, I tried to do that um, throughout my career, but really it's about caring for your people. Cutler, in reading your book, there was a quote you used that you used to inspire those people that work for you. And it really got my attention. And it was, it was, you are the captain of your own ship. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about what that means and how it was useful to you and the leaders you were developing. Uh, absolutely. Um, what I mean by captain of your own ship, when you are the captain of a ship, sometimes you're in the middle of the ocean and you don't have anybody to turn to to make decisions. You don't have anybody to turn to ask, what should I do now? You have to be the captain of that ship. And I, I translated that um, into, let's say, Navy Federal's organization, where I would tell branch managers that I said, you are the captain of the ships of Navy Federal. You're the ones that are facing the, the members or customers, as others call them, every day. And you have to make decisions without a lot of guidance, in some cases, and without a lot of time. So be the captain of your own ship. Step up, uh, make decisions, uh, do what you think is right, and you never can go wrong. I think that is so important. And you have to give your people a little bit of latitude to take some risk as well, because there is risk for them in doing that and risk to your organization. That's right. And, and I mentioned that I took command of my first ship uh, with five years in the Navy, and I was 27 years old. Well, my boss had 32 years in the Navy, and um, his, his guidance to me when I first met him was, Cutler, you do the right thing, and I'll back you up all the way. What a wonderful way to, to spend an assignment with, uh, with backup and, and guidance like that. What, what great, great advice. Uh, it's clear leadership is a topic you're passionate about. You wrote the book we mentioned before, um, From C to C-Suite. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yes. When I was at Navy Federal, I would tell C-Stories. Uh, as parables to get my point across. And um, folks would tell me, Cutler, we like your stories. It gives us a picture of what you're trying to tell us. Now, what else are they going to say? They work for me, but uh, uh, I took it as a compliment, and it was. And my wife encouraged me to write a book, and I needed a co-author to help me. And I found a lady named Taylor Keelan, who was the perfect, perfect co-author. She turned in my stories into wonderful chapters um, that I'm very proud of. Where can listeners find a copy? Well, you can get it on Amazon, uh, and you can also uh, get it on the Naval Institute website. Uh, and I might add that um, any proceeds from the book, Navy Federal uses uh, to give to charity. Fantastic. Cutler, thank you very much. Really enjoyed your time and your lessons in, in leadership and sharing with us your life story. And, and uh, I've learned a lot both from talking to you today and reading your book. And thank you very much for your time. It's my pleasure. And I, I, I would like to add one thing if I could, Shane. Um, during my assignments in Washington, D.C., I gained the utmost respect for the civilians that work here every day. They're hardworking, they're dedicated, 
and they they have my eternal gratitude. Uh, I got to come and go from the Pentagon. They stayed every day and worked in Washington when I got to go out and um, enjoy being at sea. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we, WEPA serves civilian federal employees, but your comment is well taken because the interaction between the two is is continuous, it's nonstop, and it's critical. So uh, the career civil servants, as well as career military, uh, our country would not be where it is today without them. I totally agree. And, and I can tell you from the U.S. Navy standpoint, uh, we couldn't operate like we do without them being the backbone of what we do. Thank you very much for your time today, Cutler. And to everyone listening to Lessons in Leadership podcast, we'll see you next time. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.